Hi there. You're listening to the Paralegals on Fire podcast show, where you'll be getting tips and actionable strategies that you can use right now to fast track your paralegal career. I'm your host, Ann Pearson, former paralegal and paralegal manager who left big law in the concrete jungle to start my own company, the Paralegal Bootcamp, where we give online courses that help paralegals make more money, increase their job security, and cut out the learning curve. All right, let's jump right into today's episode. Well, hi there. This episode is going to be part one of a two-part series because it's a lot of information and it was just too much to put into one long episode. We're going to be looking at a different way of setting goals that can help you better achieve those goals and encourage you to continually look at ways that you can advance your paralegal career. So if you've attended any of our previous programs or read anything on the website, then you probably know my mission is for every paralegal to be indispensable, to be a valued and respected member of the legal team, and enjoy every day of your career. One of the ways that you can get there, and more importantly, stay there, is by setting SMART goals. And we're actually going to talk about setting SMARTER goals. That's with an ER at the end. You probably are already acutely aware of how fast the years go by. How many times do we say, wow, I can't believe it's already the holidays? Where did the year go? Wow, it seems just like yesterday the kids were starting kindergarten and now they're driving to school. We all know how fast time goes by, especially when you're looking in the rearview mirror. I want to talk about goal setting today because the same thing can happen to your paralegal career. If you're not careful, you start out your career with these great lofty goals, but that's right after you've spent four years in college and another six months or maybe even a year or two in your certificate program. It's normal that you're going to want to take a break from learning. It's normal to be sick of school for a little bit. I know I was, but if we're not careful before we know it, We're five or 10 years into our career, and the only skills that we've learned are the ones if we're lucky enough to maybe have a really good mentor early in our career, which is not typical for most paralegals. So whether you're in your first year of your career or your 15th or 30th, you'll get something out of this two-part series. I'm also going to give you some tools and resources that'll go along with it. They're all going to help you set smarter goals. So in this episode, we're going to look at five key areas before we actually start talking about smarter goals. One, we're going to look at focusing on our behavior more than just setting a goal and hoping it sticks. Second, whether or not telling others about our goal actually helps us stick with it. Third, determining what the return on investment is when we're setting these goals, because that's going to be important. Our time is limited. Fourth, what it means to advance a paralegal's career. And stop laughing out there. (laughs) There is such a thing. Other than maybe just moving into management, which isn't for everyone. And then fifth, the new acronym out there, which is setting smarter goals, not just smart goals. So one thing to keep in mind as we're setting and trying to keep our goals is not to focus so much on the goal and lose sight of actually doing the things that are going to lead you to the finish line of that goal. You want to focus on the parts that are in your control. 
For example, if you want a better raise next year, there are things that you have no control over. You know, you might not have control over the manager or other person making that choice. The CFO who decides how much money is available for raises. You know, there are all these things out of your control. Ask yourself, what's in your control? Well, if that's your goal, what's in your control is your behavior improving your performance, working harder, maybe billing more hours if you're working in a defense firm, whatever it is that's going to get you that bigger raise. If that's your goal, then your behavior can get you in a position to be able to reach that goal when there's something that's out of your control. So when you're setting the goal, we want to get very specific and we're going to go through each of those steps. But you know, when the next year rolls around, we have to focus on that behavior. What can we do each day that's going to help us move towards achieving the goal? That's assuming that it's an annual goal. But a lot of these could be monthly goals that we're going to talk about. And we don't want to take all of this time to write a smarter goal and then say, well, January is a busy month. I've got all year to accomplish it. I'll get started in February. Instead, we want to think about what can I do? Three important things. What can I do today? What can I do tomorrow? What can I do this week? Not next month or next quarter or at the end of the year. So don't ever think about pushing it to next month. And a very important saying, a goal without a plan is just a wish. I tell people a lot in a lot of my courses, but like the Bill Blower Bootcamp, you know, I say to them, if your goal is to bill 1600 hours next year, what's your plan? Because without a plan, you're just wishing that you bill 1600 hours next year. If you're working, say, in a defense firm and you want to set that as a goal, it's not going to get you anywhere unless you have a plan. How can I actually achieve it? All right. And next, so is it a good thing to tell people? Usually the saying is that if you want to lose weight or you want to do something, you know, you hold yourself accountable by telling other people, your spouse, your friends, post it on Facebook, maybe whatever it is. And I did some research though. There's some school of thought out there that says, if you set a goal and say it out loud, that you may be doomed to fail at achieving it. It's not about jinxing yourself or bad vibes or bad juju from someone. It's that when you say that thing out loud, you get the good feeling, and I'm using air quotes, so you can, can't see me, but you can hear me. That good feeling is in air quotes. So you get this good feeling. And it's similar to that same good feeling that you get when you achieve the actual goal. There's actual research out there that shows that. It's that good feeling satisfaction. You're saying it out loud and it tricks the mind into thinking that you've already achieved the goal. I know it sounds crazy because lots of others will say, well, when you tell somebody something like I'm going to lose 10 pounds or I'm going to start eating healthier, then you're holding yourself accountable. Anyway, I did want to make you aware of that research out there. I thought it was interesting information about whether or not it's actually a good thing to verbalize your goal. There's even a TED talk out there. I'll try to find the link and put it in the show notes for you. It says, when you set a goal, you should zip it. In other words, zip your lips. I'm not trying to make it a huge secret. 
But if that research is correct, you're going to give yourself that good feeling by just telling people. And then you're not focused on the behavior that's going to get you to achieve the goal. So give it a shot. You know, the worst thing that can happen is you achieve your goal and you don't know if it's because you didn't go out announcing it or if it's because you were focused on behaviors. But either way, as long as you achieve the goal, what's it matter? All right, our next one, we want to take into account the return on investment because that's where you're going to be setting and accomplishing a goal, right? But what is your return? What's your ROI? And the reason why, well, obviously, we all have limited time and money. So if we look at our goal and realize it's going to take 12 weeks and cost $5,000 to get that certification in e-discovery, and we don't even really have a lot of work at our firm in e-discovery, all the while we're trying to raise a family and we have a 60-minute commute each way to the office, it's not so much a matter of whether or not you can do it because you're all paralegals, which means you can probably do just about anything that you set your mind to. However, you've got to ask, is it worth it? What's the return on investment of my time, which is really valuable, and my money, which is really valuable? What's it going to bring me? Is it going to bring me more opportunity with my current employer? A big raise? A promotion? Is it going to open the door to another career path? I can't answer that question for you. Your ROI is very specific to you. And then next, we want to talk about advancing a paralegal's career. I hear it so often from paralegals, and I feel like I have to address this when we're talking about goal setting because, well, the glass ceiling is, you know, or the saying is, I have this saying, for paralegals, we don't have a glass ceiling that we have to worry about. It's a brick wall. I hear it from paralegals all the time. There's nowhere for me to go unless I go get a law degree. And getting a law degree to to become a lawyer, that's not advancing a paralegal career. It's switching careers entirely. Yes, we work with lawyers, but the skill set of a paralegal is entirely different than a lawyer's skill set. I would challenge you to go ask one of your lawyers that you're working with to do your job for a day and see how organized those trial notebooks come out. (laughs) That doesn't mean that there's nowhere for a paralegal to go, though. Now, a lot of you may know my background was that after being a paralegal for many years, I moved into management. And, you know, some people would say that's an opportunity for advancement, and it is, but that's not for everyone. And there are not a lot of firms out there that have paralegal managers. Now, as a side note, really the only part of my management position that I liked in the first couple years, at least, until I got more settled in, but really it was just the training. I loved training new paralegals that I was hiring. I remember in those first couple of years, I wanted to leave and go back to my old law firm and be a paralegal again. Until I talked to other managers who said they felt the same way their first few years being a paralegal manager, it's a transition. Definitely. So yeah, we don't really have the true meaning of the word advancement like they do in corporations where you move up the corporate ladder one rung at a time, get a higher level title and position. It's not necessarily like that. But that doesn't mean we shouldn't look to the future and take that potential for future advancement into consideration when we're setting and achieving our goals for the next year. 
maybe your advancement is that you move from junior paralegal to senior paralegal and you're heading up cases on your own, that you're getting higher level work from the attorneys. So we all know what a SMART goal is. We've all seen the acronym out there, but I'm adding an ER at the end. So it's SMARTER goals. We're going to focus on making sure that each goal is specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-based. But then we're also going to look at being able to then evaluate those goals on a regular basis and potentially redo them. So the E is for evaluate and the R is for redo. Why? Well, just because you set a goal in January or February that you want to achieve XYZ by December, that doesn't mean that by June that goal should be or still is a smarter goal. We always want to be able to look back and evaluate and see if there are other things that are more important that we should be focused on. So we're going to take a deeper dive into each of these, and we're going to start with specific. Now, I love the journalism questions. You know, you'll see it a lot in my program. But here, it's particularly relevant when we're trying to set a specific goal. In order to know if it's specific, use these six W questions when you're drafting your goal. Who, what, when, where, which, and why. All right, let's take a deeper dive into that. Your who might be who needs to be involved in order for me to achieve this goal. What could be what exactly do you want to accomplish? When do you want to complete the goal? Where do you have to go to get the tools necessary? Which skills or tools will you need to accomplish the goal? And then, of course, what's most important is your why. In other words, why do you want to accomplish this goal? An example might be you're a litigation paralegal and you say, I want to be the firm's expert in e-discovery. Then you would ask yourself those six W's, who, what, when, where, which, and why. And then you have to be able to answer them to know if you've got a specific goal. If you look at our example, I want to be an expert in e-discovery. Who needs to be involved? Maybe you and your manager. You know, if it's going to take time out of your workday, or the manager is the firm or the company that you work for, and you're going to need to pay for that certification, then maybe your manager needs to be involved. Let's move to what. What exactly do you want to accomplish? Well, I want to get the necessary experience and credentials to be recognized as the go-to e-discovery person in my firm. When do you want to achieve the goal? By December 31st, 2022. Where do you have to go to get the tools necessary? Well, okay, it's an online course. Maybe it's not an online course. Is it going to require you to travel? Like after work, is it going to increase your commute? Is it going to require you to go to a local community college on Saturdays? Whatever it is that you have to do to get the tools necessary. And then which skills or tools will you need to accomplish the goal? Maybe you don't need any extras. 
It just depends on what your goal is. So in this example, we're going to say, well, I want more experience working on e-discovery cases. That's one of the things I'm going to need. I'm going to need access to software training. There could be lots of other tools that you need. And then why do you want to accomplish this goal? Your why could be something like, well, because I'm very interested in the technology side of being a paralegal, or I've always had a good knack at technology. Let's look at another example. Let's say you're in real estate or litigation or the corporate practice group, and you want to transition into the IP practice group, intellectual property. Who needs to be involved to achieve the goal? Maybe in this case, it's not just your manager but also the team leader for the IP practice group, because that's where you'd be moving to. What exactly do you want to accomplish? Well, I want to get the necessary experience and training and then move to another team. When do you want to do it? Where do you have to go? Maybe the local paralegal school has an IP specialty course. So, or it's going to require you to go somewhere else. Which tools or skills do you want to accomplish? And why do you want to accomplish this goal? All right. So looking at these questions, who needs to be involved? What exactly do you want to accomplish? Let's assume that these are our questions. In the show notes, you're going to see a download. You're going to be able to download a smart goal worksheet where you can write out a draft goal that you have for this year. And remember, this is just our drafting process. You'll notice in that download that the first box is asking if it's a specific goal. So go through and answer those questions. The who, what, when, where, which, and why. And then we'll pick up where we left off in next week's episode. I'll see you then. All right, that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, hit the subscribe button in whatever platform you're listening. And please take a quick minute and leave a review of the podcast and share this episode with just one colleague or friend who you think would benefit from what we discussed today. Share the knowledge and the entire paralegal profession elevates. See you next week. Bye for now.